Xbox turned down Marvel. That's the stunning headline I don't think anybody expected to read, and it's what we're covering today here on Reforge Gaming. Make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button if you weren't here for the live stream. I start out with all the goods right at the beginning, and then we do a pretty long discussion. couple hour live stream every day of the week. We do multiple topics. I have a second show today also about Game Pass getting more criticism from people in the industry, and I never expected for this to be something I'd be covering, but here we are. This is a Reforge update. Xbox turned down Marvel in a very surprising report that's coming out about what went down in 2014 that led to Microsoft not accepting any rights or deals to make Marvel games. This has led to, obviously, many big titles for Sony, so what do we make of this? If you like these quick updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss the uploads, or check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream live. So... I've got information on what happened, who else got passed over, and who said no. According to Game Rant, Jay Ong, Marvel's VP of Games back in 2014, revealed why the company eventually got a deal with Sony to develop its IPs and not Microsoft and Xbox. So this is sort of coming out, right? It's 2022. This is a while ago. This is when all these games were being pitched and when these games were being sort of like, hey, we want to get some Marvel games. We want to have some stuff in the market. In 2014, Jay Ong was Marvel's VP of Games, with his first challenge being to translate the success of the MCU films into the video game world. There had been Marvel titles in the past that had not sold well, such as Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but largely wasn't translating into the movies. Actually, there were previous titles that sold well. I misread that. Even with these impressive superhero games, Marvel wanted the success that DC had with the Batman Arkham series, leading on to find new homes to build the Titanic Marvel titles. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance did well, but there wasn't this Rolodex of Marvel games that had been doing well, and now you had the DC games, the Batman games especially, getting praise. Now, Nintendo was actually passed over. Nintendo was never approached by Ong as he realized that the company primarily focused on its own IP. With so many defining franchises at Nintendo, like Zelda, Mario, and Kirby, the former playing card manufacturer may not have had the time for an immersive marble game. Funny enough, that's why Nintendo got passed over, and that's kind of why Microsoft said no. Microsoft, too, passed on the deal, citing that in 2014, it was working on its own IPs. Ong had approached Microsoft with a pitch that included a Marvel game that could rival the Batman Arkham series. I'm gonna just guess that Spider-Man, because many people were worried that the Spider-Man game was just gonna be Spidey Batman, like, just run around and punch people. And it wasn't. They did it, Insomniac did an excellent job really defining and creating a game where you feel like Spider-Man. Microsoft passed on having Marvel titles being Xbox exclusives. This may have been seen as a decision that the platform owner would regret considering the success of Marvel's Spider-Man, which Sony picked up when it took on the Marvel offer. Once the deal was made, the project was turned over to Insomniac, and they had previously worked on titles like Sunset Overdrive. Now, many people might say, this feels like a giant mistake. Why on earth would Microsoft do this? Why would they pass this over? It's hard not to look at it and have tons of regret if you're thinking in that realm, because Spider-Man and Miles Morales have been insanely good 
for the PlayStation platform, and now there's Spider-Man 2 on the horizon, along with Wolverine. I actually think this turned out for the better for gamers, because Insomniac seems to be the perfect team for the job. I can't think of a developer currently at Microsoft that would have been a really good fit for the greatness that is the two Spider-Man titles. I think Insomniac was just fitting for this type of game. They sort of fit like a glove. They were good at so many aspects of what made Spider-Man so good. I I liked Ratchet and Clank so much, I was like, man, we need an Into the Spider-Verse game that takes a lot of the rift and rift breaking and dimension breaking that we saw in Ratchet and Clank. So I know Microsoft and Xbox fans are probably bummed to see this, but generally speaking, I think we got better games as a result. Let me know what you think in the comments below or head over to Reforge Gaming where I stream live. As always, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I keep going to the wrong scene. Thank you so much for being here this morning. What do you make of this? Mo says, not really, not really what? Where do you land on this, Mo? We know you're one of our sort of resident Microsoft fans, Xbox fans. And I read this, and part of me wasn't really surprised, to be quite honest. It was shocking. It was like... It was kind of cold this morning, and now I'm getting warm. It was shocking. It was like, oh my gosh, really? They got approached, and they said no? Man, they got to be kicking themselves, right? But then I thought about it, and I was like, I just don't know what developer... What developer would have picked this up? What developer would have been able to do what Insomniac did with Spider-Man. I I, I, don't, I just don't know. I can't think of anybody under the Microsoft umbrella that would have been ha- as perfect as they were. I mean, it could be one of those things where it's like a second string quarterback, right? You don't know how good they are until they're given the chance. So it could be a situation like that. What's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. We would have had another Superman 64 situation, says Eugene. I hate to say it, but none of Xbox devs would have done it as good as Sony. It's possible that Microsoft knew that. Microsoft might have been like, we don't have anybody that fits that bill under our umbrella. It might have been a smart choice because it ultimately would have been pretty bad for them if they if if they would have taken the deal. I'm about to be backing Microsoft with Mo. I think they're going to slap everyone around. Not a big deal if it was 2014, only five studios. Right. That's actually great context, Mo. We have to remember that in 2014, they had less studios. So at that moment, they might have had literally nobody to do it. They're like, look, man, we're focused on our own stuff. Like, we don't have anybody to make that game. And it would have been a dud, or it would have sat on the shelf, or it would have gotten lost in development hell and never come out. Make sure you guys go through the morning ritual. Switch to live chat so you can see what everybody's saying. Uh, Smash that like button. All those things help out the video and the stream. Thanks so much for turning out today. We do have two Microsoft topics. The second stream is about Game Pass. I got more Call of Duty Warzone leaks for the rundown, which is going to be over on radio. That's going to be more of a rundown of news than what we do over here. They were almost shut down back then, says Mo. They have all hands on deck, says Orphan Twin. What a power move, though. Listen, I actually have continued to say that I think Microsoft can turn things around. What they need, they need all the big stuff they paid for to start landing. What's good, Nate? Good to see you over there on TikTok along with Jeremy. They were going to close the Xbox division at that point. Right, so if they were approached and they're they're back on track and they're, 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 they're trying to turn things around, 
Marvel could have been a big grab for them, but they were like, man, we don't we don't have we don't have anybody for it. Oh, I don't have my light on. There we go. They're probably like, we don't we don't we don't have anybody for that right now. There's nobody under our umbrella that can build that. I for one think we got we got the best result. Even if you're not a fan of Sony, you have to look at the Spider-Man games and say, man, the, the Insomniac friggin' killed it. They absolutely crushed the design and the and the feel. That was my biggest concern going into Spider-Man. Was like, is it gonna feel like Spider-Man or is it gonna feel like Batman with a Spidey suit? You know, jumping into the new Halo stuff today. No, no, we, we, Halo interest dropped off the face of the dadgum earth. Um, you have a light somewhere that's normally off yeah oh I fixed it yeah 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 it was the one on the ground yeah I love that bottom glow I love that bottom glow uh, it's such a good glow I, I, I suddenly realized I was like that doesn't look right that's the time that the shareholders were hounding them to sell the games division did you hear about Microsoft paying for priority on production of their consoles and their sales gap between the X and the PS5 is closer now because of it are you sure it's the X or the S? I thought the Series S was the one that was selling so crazily. You know? No, no. There's an extra light on somewhere. I haven't changed anything. I, In my mind, I look totally normal. I'm looking on TikTok. I'm looking in OBS. I, I, did you change something, creature? Does that, I, I feel like I'm totally normally lit. We can't say it's the best results when it becomes exclusive content. The best result would be available to everyone. Oh, I 100%ly, I, I 100%ly, I 100% disagree with that. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sven just, oh, am I too bright? Oh, I'm too bright. Oh, people are saying I'm brighter. Oh, hang on a second. That might be true because I turned down the brightness on the monitor up there and it might be harder for me to tell if I'm too bright. Hang on. Okay, that's probably a little bit better. That's probably a little bit better. If I drag OBS, I, I don't want OBS to crash. Okay, I think we're better. There we go. Yeah, I turned down the brightness on the monitor, so now it's harder. It's harder for me to tell. It's harder for me to tell if I'm too bright. I, pr- I should probably uh, tone that down. Yeah, creatures like it looks like you're being interrogated. <laughs> I swear, I swear that's where I was on the night of the murder. Exclusive games are best quality for a reason, and the number of people being able to play the game doesn't affect the quality of the game. I that's what I was that's what I was gonna say, Doom Slayer. I'm like, the exclusivity of the games is 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 one of the reasons. What it's 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 one of the reasons that the games are so good because they have to be. Sony's like, listen, you better make this game dadgum amazing because it's an exclusive title. This is a this is a console mover. If you don't think Spider-Man is a console mover, then you're not paying attention. You really aren't. Like they cannot like that I, I think this is one of the things that people are forgetting. In the exclusivity debate, I will always be on your side when they start chopping up games and giving early access to one and early access to another, right? I will I will always agree with you on that. I will be like, listen. That's bad for the games, that's bad for the art, that's bad for the players. You're going to get zero disagreement with me there. Zero, okay? And, but when you start talking about first-party titles, you're out of your mind if you think that's not good for the games. 
God of War, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, like, come on. And, and listen, one of the reasons that you, as a Microsoft fan, can turn around to Microsoft and say, you gotta get Halo on track, is because it's an exclusive. One of the reasons you can have high expectations for Starfield is because it's an exclusive title. Like, you see what I'm saying? You have every right, Bowers. Bowersox is the one that said that it would be better if it was for everybody. You have every right to turn to Microsoft and have high expectations for Starfield because it's an exclusive. If it was for everybody, it's just, it, it hits different. It's like, well, if it's basically for every platform, then it literally can just be another third-party game. It doesn't necessarily have to be amazing. That like Third-party games end up having to be, like, so a lot of times they're diluted a little bit. A lot of times they don't turn as, they don't turn as good. Either don't turn out as good, I should say, because it's like they're having to, they're having to tweak things for the different platforms. They're having to spend development time for the different platforms. I have people today disagreeing with me about the exclusivity $10 for, you know, gr- better stuff on PlayStation. And I'm like, all that costs money. You don't think it costs a company money to make a game for multiple platforms? It costs them money. It costs them dev time. Could we get nine more likes? Let's. We've got 230 people here already. Let's just fly to 200 likes. If you haven't smashed like yet, let's uh, let's do that. Let's see here. Xbox, Xbox turned uh, down. Oops, I don't need a capital T. Xbox turned down Marvel mistake or for the better. Was this a mistake or for the better? A mistake. For the better. I want to know what you guys think. Let's get a poll going. If you're just tuning in this morning, Xbox turned down Marvel was a headline that we saw literally everywhere. And I was like, people are going to tell me that I'm being anti-Xbox. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm relaying to you what the biggest topic of the week or the day is. I, I think this is, this is the biggest story that we could lead with today. Player scores and sales will tell the true story. What did Skiff say? Uh, what are you responding to? Let me see. Skiffy says, not even true. I'm just going to say Witcher 3, GTA V, Red Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, not exclusive and better than every exclusive game ever made. Uh, no, I don't agree with you at all. No. They're great games. They're not better than every exclusive ever made. That's just so over. You're just you're just overreaching, severely overreaching. Witcher 3 launched with a bunch of bugs that needed to be patched first week. Largely that could have been because of performance issues on the various platform. It had performance issues for a long time on various platforms because why? Because it was it was broad reach. GTA and Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't I can't speak to GTA, but Red Dead Redemption 2 also had performance issues. It had very dated combat. It didn't feel like they innovated on the combat systems whatsoever. You you can't just blanketly say all three of those games are better than every exclusive ever made. I just I don't think so. Being on every platform doesn't automatically make you better. For every game that you can list that you think is amazing because it's not a first party exclusive, I can list 10 other third-party games that have been absolute failures as 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 proof to the opposite, right? How many big AAA multi-platform titles do we need to trot out and say this doesn't make for better games? 
This doesn't make for better games. The Witcher 3 aged like a fine wine because they fixed all the problems and they treated their game and their community with a massive amount of integrity and respect. But to act like, oh, that game is better than every single exclusive ever made. What are you even talking about? Wolverine will be, uh, will be crap. Will be, what? Oh, will be a hit. I thought you were saying it was going to be S-H-I-T. I was like, huh? Red Dead Redemption 2 was fantastic. This is blasphemy. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a triumph. It's like the eighth most sold game in history, but its combat is super dated. If you're going to try and tell me that the combat in Red Dead Redemption 2 is good, I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. That's not the shining beacon of achievement for Red Dead Redemption 2. Character design, world design, storytelling, voice acting, script writing, all of that deserves highest of praise for Red Dead Redemption 2. But Red Dead Redemption 2's combat was so clunky, dated, not evolved at all. Red Dead Redemption 2 was terrible. There were some, some objectively bad things. I don't. I wouldn't say it was terrible. I think it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I, it, it, it's the eighth most sold game. It's gotten tons of praise. and, and the, the online stuff was a disaster, but that's completely different. If you're just tuning in, make sure you switch to live chat so you can see what everybody's saying. Make sure you subscribe so you can talk, and make sure you smash that like button. Red Dead 2 felt way too micromanagey to me. Witcher 3 is one of the greatest games ever made. Launching with a few bugs does not diminish that fact. John, okay, but listen, listen, listen to the point that I was making. I wasn't saying that The Witcher 3 was bad because of bugs. I was saying that was to the game's detriment when it launched. The game launched with a lot of bugs. And the reason it launched with a lot of bugs is likely attributed to the fact that it was multi platform there's a reason that ratchet and clank and returnal and spider-man and miles morales and ghost of tsushima and god of war and death stranding there's a reason that all these titles launch with very few glitches and bugs look at halo forget for i'm not being a sony fanboy today halo infinite's campaign it wasn't buggy or glitchy. It ran well. It got a lot of praise. It was highly reviewed. Why? Because they made it for one platform. They didn't have to make it for a bunch of different platforms and encounter tons of problems. Cyberpunk is a wonderful example of what happens when your game just doesn't fit or doesn't hit optimization levels for all the different platforms that are out there. The decision was made back in 2014, says Macho Man. That was when Microsoft was not in a good place financially with Xbox. Not surprised they said no. Yeah, a lot of people brought that up and said, listen, this was the right choice. Like, Microsoft didn't have developers that could have built this and built it well. Do you know what I mean? No one cared about The Witcher 3 until they started dropping free DLC, says Eugene. I don't know if that's true, Eugene. I know they I know CD Project fans love to rewrite history, but Witcher 3 was critically acclaimed when it came out. Performance issues aside, it got similar treatment that Elden Ring did. They overlooked some of the bugs and performance issues and gave it very very high praise. I don't remember people knocking The Witcher 3 down the stairs because of some of the bugs and glitches. It was that was that was obviously uh, a very very quick you know quick thing to bring up and was dealt with but I don't think it hurt the commercial success it certainly didn't hurt the commercial response 
the, 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 the media and the gaming community at large seem to really, really love The Witcher 3. I, I, I think it grew into a much finer game. It aged, like I said, like a fine wine because they did so many good things with it. I th- I d- to, to, to act as if the game was in a shambles when it launched and got ripped by the critics and ripped by the review outlets, that just simply isn't true. Yo, what's good, Wolverine? Yeah, speaking of Wolverine, uh, let's see. Witcher 3 Metacritic. Witcher 3 Metacritic for PC. 93 from the official reviews. That was PC. PS4's got a 92 from the official reviews. It's got an 85 for the Nintendo Switch. That's understandable. And then Xbox One's got a 91. I mean, that's that's 90s across the board from the official reviews. Now, I don't know if they go back and edit their reviews once patches get pushed out. Like, was it in a shambles? And did it have terrible scores? And because of that, did they, did did they, you know, because of those terrible scores, did they go back and, and review those scores and fix them? If you're just tuning in, we're discussing Xbox turned down Marvel. Was it a mistake? Was it for the better? We want to know. At the top of the chat, there is a poll that literally asks this question. Xbox turned down Marvel. Mistake or for the better? 129 votes already. Make sure and cast your vote. If you're new, hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Subscribing and hitting the like button is totally free and it helps out the video and my channel. I'm a safer work broadcaster. You can tune in Monday through Friday and get video game podcast in your ear. We do a couple of topics here. Then we head over to Reforge Radio for the rundown, which is just like a rundown of big gaming news topics. We try to stick to one topic while we're over here you know, or gameplay. Gameplay isn't as frequent on this channel as the talk show is. You think people go back and fix reviews? No. I I was asking. I don't think they do, Butters. I was going to say they don't, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Game Pass is the best deal in gaming still, says Mo. Yeah, I mean, give it a month. June's not here yet, baby. Imagine voting mistake literally makes no sense. Imagine voting mistake. Okay, well, there's 40 people. There's I'm sorry, 40 people. There's 40% of the voters on the poll that think it was a mistake for Microsoft to turn down Marvel. You know, Doomslayer can't believe it. Make your case in chat. Why do you think that? Today's streams are looking bleak uh, for Microsoft fans. Listen, I am not trying to bust up Microsoft. I'm not. I really like my Xbox Series X. I really, really went, you know, want Starfield to be amazing. I want to have great games to play on it. I love my Xbox. I think Game Pass can evolve. Game Pass is the second topic today. It's the second topic. More people, three big names in the industry are worried about Game Pass. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Xbox and Marvel and what would have happened if they would have picked them up. I wonder who gave Elden Ring so much praise. Influencers who managed to infiltrate gaming. I wonder why you're constantly typing in all caps. Sekiro is way better. I think Sekiro's combat is better because it's more pure, but I think Elden Ring beats Sekiro in about 10 other ways. Honestly, mistake for them, says Fuzzy, but for the better for us. Would it have been a Marvel game uh, if you couldn't have Spider-Man? Sony still had the rights to him, so Marvel games would have been limited. Okay, but Fuzzy... I, they wanted to build a game to rival Batman. That's what they wanted to do. Now, I don't know if that means they're going to start coming out swinging. If they're going to start coming out swinging. It'll still be the best in June. 
I mean, but it being the best value in June, like, come on, Mo. Come on. You know that's subjective to the user. Listen, come back in the second talk show and let me read you what everybody in the industry is talking about because there's a lot of different perspectives on that. And it's, I'm telling you what, you guys thought I was being anti-Xbox and a Sony fanboy? No. No, the industry is even taking notice of all the things we've been talking about. Not a mistake at all. It was the best move for them at the time. I'll give you my position on it, chat. I don't, you guys that are thinking it was a mistake. I, I don't think it was a mistake. I agree with Mo. It was the best choice at the time. They did not have a developer in-house at that point in time that could have managed this. They would have bumbled it. Whoever they handed it to would be like, we, we can't build a game like this. What are you talking about? They were not in a position to start taking on some massive big project like this. They just weren't. I think we were the benefactors because Insomniac is perfect for Marvel games. I think they have just, they've proven that. Now I know my brother was in chat saying we're making Star-Lord cry. I think maybe because, I think he might be referencing the fact that like Guardians of the Galaxy was such a good game and it continually gets forgotten here. But unfortunately, Guardians of the Galaxy got its legs chopped off by Marvel Avengers. Marvel's Avengers just absolutely chopped Guardians' legs off. No one had confidence in a Marvel game at that point. Didn't matter how good Spider-Man or Miles Morales was, no one was thinking about that. Nobody was thinking about that. Everyone was thinking, bro, I just bought Avengers and it's an absolute trash can. You think I'm gonna buy Guardians? You think I'm gonna buy Guardians of the Galaxy? And I also think Guardians of the Galaxy, sadly, I think it I think the movies hurt it. Everybody was looking for for Chris Pratt, Peter Quill, and 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 Rocket sounding like, you know, um Go, oh, his name just left my freaking brain. He's so handsome. And I just his name just left my brain. I am very mad at myself. I mean, you had Vin Diesel for Groot. I am Groot. I mean, I think anybody could have could have filled that role pretty well Cooper that's right that's right Bradley Cooper oh he's so handsome Bradley Cooper is rocket and and Dave Batista Dave Dave Batista as Drax that's what everybody was looking for that's what everybody was looking for everybody was looking for that and basically what happened was everyone's like well who is this sadly the comic book fans are like this is this is right. They, they look right. What do you mean? You know? Thank goodness Chris Pratt wasn't in the game. Oh, leave him alone. Leave leave him alone, Barrier. Everybody hating on him. Everybody hating on poor Chris Pratt. He can't help that he's getting thrown in everything. I think that people had the same feeling with the Avengers game. Everybody was looking for the MCU likeness. Well, Omar, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing, Omar. First of all, shut up, Omar. Second, second, second thing, second thing is I think the Avengers game would have been fine with generic looking Avengers. They weren't just generic. They were arguably bad. It like Captain America looked like a guy that should be selling insurance. It was like, who, who is that guy? What? Huh? They all looked bad. Their outfits looked bad. Their hair looked bad. It was like this passive ploy to sell microtransactions. You know what I mean? 
That's what it was. It was a, it was a ploy to sell microtransactions. Well, we'll make all the default Avengers look like an absolute trash heap, and then everybody's going to want to buy co- you know cosmetics and customization. I don't think that Avengers needed to look like the movie Avengers. You know what I mean? Why don't people like Pratt? Well, there's dishonest reasons that people don't like him because, you know, Twitter and, you know, people are liars. And then there's like, he's in everything. He's he's being in too many movies. He's always the same guy. There's like two different things. There's two different reasons, right? One is just Twitter and dishonesty. Who cares about those people? The other is like, he's getting cast in literally everything. You know what I mean? I think that's starting to bother people. That happens to every celebrity. They get, they get into this habit of like, they become the hot ticket item and they throw them in everything. J-Law, J-Law went through this. Jennifer Lawrence was in everything for a while and it was like, my gosh, she started to annoy people. People were like, just get her out of here for a while. You know, I, I like her. I think she's, I think she's hilarious, but. I don't think he's a good actor. Oh well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into a Chris Pratt debate about is he good at acting, right? I think he's. I think he's good. I think he needs an opportunity to do something that's not, you know, Andy or Star Lord or you know the guy in Jurassic Park. They're all very much in the same lane, right? He's no Tom Cruise. Oh no, he's very much Tom Cruise. He's kind of the same guy in every movie. Like I love Tom Cruise and I love Tom Cruise movies, but he's very much in a in a lane. He's in a range of acting, and I love him. I do. I think Tom Cruise is great. Well, he's crazy. I like crazy, but he's also I think a good actor. Uh, you have this amazing Mario voice for thirty years, and they grab Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no hate for Ryan Reynolds. Well, hating Ryan Reynolds is a mistake. And it's also a sin. So, read your Bible. <laughs> Will Chris Pratt come to Game Pass? <laughs> he'll be he'll be on Game Pass next month. He'll be on Game Pass next month, so. The, I, the, 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 the question, I think the question at hand right now is, and this is related to uh, the Reforge Roundtable. Last week on the Reforge Roundtable, Mike started talking about this. The Marvel games that are available, and it was like, can Marvel get to a place where they have more good games than sort of just on PlayStation? Because it's like, sure, Spider-Man and Miles are fantastic. Spider-Man 2 will probably be an absolute smash hit, and so will Wolverine. But poor Guardians of the Galaxy got sort of robbed by Marvel's Avengers. So with Xbox turning down Game Pass, I'm sorry, with Xbox turning down Marvel, does that mean that Marvel will just sort of live in multi-plat or PlayStation? And what does it mean for multi-plat when you can't get the commercial success that you should for the brand? Like, look at the amount of money they lost on Marvel's Avengers. The amount of money they lost on that, it 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 stands to reason. It stands to reason like multi plat Marvel titles might be in trouble because no one's gonna want to take the risk again. Especially after how good I mean Guardians of the Galaxy is like it's kind of critically acclaimed. Is it not? <laughs> did didn't it get like universal praise from virtually every review outlet? I feel like it did great. They lost 200 million. Yeah, the amount of money lost on Marvel's Avengers is just, it's nauseating. It'll make you sick. 
I can't imagine the guy who crunched those numbers and had to go like report that. He's like standing in the office. He like walks in. He's like, "Come in, Johnson." He's like, "Uh, yeah, sir. So it seems that Marvel lost two hundred and just pukes on himself. Just." absolutely nauseating. Can you imagine having to be the guy that crunched those numbers and reported that? You know, they're in like a boardroom meeting. They're like, how did Marvel Avengers do? And it's like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna quit. You, should I quit now or after I read the report? Okay, I'll go ahead and read it. So we lost $200 million. You're fired! Yeah, see, I figured. All right, it was nice working with you guys. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. You're all the best. Keep sinking winner dunker franchises by uh, incompetence and terrible game design. Alright, see you guys later. The issue with the games ultimately is Disney's end uh, of it. They rob anyone that uses their IP. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Uh, Wait, can you type that again so we can all read it again and have a glitch in the matrix experience? Are you kidding me? What do you mean they rob anyone that uses their IP? How did, how did both Spider-Man games do so well then? How did Insomniac get booked to do the sequel to Spider-Man and Wolverine? How did Guardians become such a well-designed game? Did, did what, what's, what's, what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy? Did they get ripped off? What are you, what are you referring to? Who, who was, who, what game company was robbed by using their IP? What do you, I don't even know what you're referring to. Marvel's Avengers was bad by itself. You better hope the mouse doesn't see you say that. Disney has literally nothing to do with the games. Yeah, the mouse has nothing to do with the games. The mouse is over there raking in money off of Obi-Wan's handsome beard and every Marvel character on God's green earth. Like, I can't wait for... I don't even know. What's the most offshoot character in the Marvel Universe? I can't wait for... Howard the Duck series next. Like, they're just raking in the cash with every series they can think of. You know what I'm saying? Here's Tony Stark's Dry Cleaner. It's going to be a short, you know, comedic rom-com. It's going to run seven seasons long. Some people just enjoy being mad at the mouse because they're enormous. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to dislike them, and I don't think the games are one of them. Spider-Man movie rights is owned by Sony, not the gaming rights. Spider-Man is not a Disney uh, IP. Sony owns it. I love the mouse. It's my happy place. Are you one of those adults that wears like a Mickey Mouse t-shirt? I'm be honest. Like Wolvie, Wolvie's a Wolvie's a, a you know a bigger a bigger guy, and he could he could probably handle me relatively easily. You know, I'm like a spider monkey, but you hit me once and I'm, I don't have much of a jaw. I imagine I'd probably just collapse, but you know, he, he, he's, he's one of the, he's one of those guys and he'll wear a Mickey mouse shirt and, and not, and not have any, <laughs> I've always, listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say this. If it gets me canceled, it's, that's the, you know, I've been through the cancel ringer before. I, I think people that wear like a Mickey Mouse shirt as an adult, I just think, you know, I just think that's a little weird. That's all. I just think it's weird, you know, as I wear a Star Wars t-shirt. I understand the irony. I do. I do. It's just weird to me. Like, you see people with like these faded Daffy Duck Mickey Mouse shirts. It's like they've had them since childhood. And I'm just like, I don't, I just don't know. I, I'm always a little nervous when I'm around someone like that. You know, I feel like there's, there, I feel like there's a screw loose somewhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> All the Disney fans are like, this mother... They're like rolling their, you know, their Marvin the Martian sweater sleeves up. This mother... He's got some nerve. <laughs> they like, they like put down, <laughs> they put down their Mickey Mouse coffee cup. Set this right here. They straighten their Daffy Duck glasses and roll their Marvin the Martian sweater sleeves up. Say, those are fighting words, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Can we get 200 likes on the video? Come on. Can we get 200 likes on this video? I bet you we can. We only need 50 more. If you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying the laughs, hit subscribe. Thanks for being here, especially if you're new. We'd love to meet you. I personally think that the success of the Marvel movies will prevent the bulk of Marvel games from succeeding. Everyone will expect movie-accurate characters in the games. That is such a great insight that makes me sad, because you're probably right. It's why Spider-Man just worked, because it's like, why? It's... It's Spider-Man, you know, you put a good spider suit on him and he looks great, you know. But I think if you try to do any of the bigger mainline characters, it's just not going to work. People are going to be like, nah, doesn't look like, doesn't look like RDJ. You know what I mean? Skiffy says, sorry, Disney doesn't own Spider-Man at all. Uh, if they did, they'd get, they'd get their logos all over the Spider-Man games. Skiffy, you're flat out wrong. Disney has all the gaming rights. Oh, does Disney... Yeah, does Disney own the gaming rights of Spider-Man? Now I have to get rid of my underdog t-shirt. <laughs> there you go, cat. There you go. Mickey Mouse t-shirt wearers are maidenless. <laughs> we need a great Superman game. How, th- th- listen, I agree with Eugene about a Superman game. How are you going to make a Superman game? How's anybody going to hurt him? The only reason you do a Superman... The only way you do a Superman game, he has to leave the Earth. He's got to go back. You got to create a whole new arc where he goes somewhere where there's like Kryptonian weapons. And then you'd have to ask the question, why are you going there? You know, like some planet, you'd have to have somebody come to Earth and steal Lois Lane and take her to some planet where there's Kryptonian weapons like guns and spears and stuff that shoot green and and, and Superman gets hurt and he has to get into the sunlight to heal you know and he has to you know look longingly and, and handsomely at the sun and then he'll be alright he'll, he'll, he'll come back like that'd be the only way he had to be somewhere with no yellow sun yeah you could yeah I guess you could take him somewhere with no yellow sun then he just gets weak over time and the sun's maybe the sun there isn't strong enough I just don't know Disney owns Spider-Man and the Avengers. Oh, as far as the game rights go, I thought Sony still owned uh, the property. Uh, 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 in February 2015, Disney, Marvel Studios, and Sony made a deal to share the Spider-Man film rights, leading to a new iteration of Spider-Man being introduced and integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's that mean for the games, though? Who holds the gaming rights cards? Is it Disney? To make Superman game, you have to make Superman not Superman. No, you have to make Superman Superman with, you know, you know, soft skin. You know, he can get cut. Y'all don't think Clark Kent walking simulator detective game would be fun? I don't know about that. I don't know about a detective game as Clark Kent because he was never really a detective. He was a reporter, but that was sort of analogous to like, 
Peter Parker wasn't a detective or really a reporter. It was just kind of their cover. <clears throat> Injustice kind of was a Superman game, although done by the Mortal Kombat creators. This story doesn't exist if Sony owned the game rights. I'm asking. I don't know. I I, I don't know who owns the rights. It's confusing. Spider-Man's confusing. I don't know who owns the rights. All I know is that Xbox turned down Marvel and Spider-Man games are awesome. That's all I know. Does Sony own the video game rights, says Sven, to Spider-Man? Why are you making me read an article? I can't. I'm not reading that right now. You guys know I don't like to read. Someone confused Spider-Man with Batman. Isn't there a cool test game for Superman where it's fun to fly around as Superman? They have built a Superman game in the Unreal 5 engine with that Matrix Awakened City or whatever it's called. Sony is movies and Disney is gaming rights. Okay, okay, okay. So that's the, that's the gist of it. Is for Spider-Man, Sony is the movies and Disney is the gaming rights. Okay. Superman, man of aluminium. I just looked it up. Marvel owns game rights, which means Disney owns game rights. I mean, I guess that makes sense. So Sony doesn't have the gaming rights. You're coming through it? Okay. Sony has licensed the gaming rights. Marvel owns the Spider-Man game rights. Whether Disney has creative control is up for debate. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it does go back to the mouse, but are they getting involved, you know? Are they just saying, hey, good job, you're, you're... Your games are making a ton of money. You know what I mean? We are shunned. Brought me down with you. LOL. Oh no. We are canceled. I'm so sorry. The people on TikTok, I I am so bad at interacting over there. It's just like, it's so low on the screen. I feel really bad. It's great for you to get the, it's great for you to get the, the streams over there as another source of the content. But like, I just, it's so impossible for me to continually look down there. I feel really, really bad. Sony owns Insomniac, and they make the Spider-Man game. Mm-mm. Yeah, but Sony. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean they own the rights. That means they've been licensed to make the game. Okay, so today's report about Xbox turning down Marvel. That's 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 literally what happened. There was a guy from Marvel that went to all the various company well no he skipped over nintendo makes sense honestly i think it makes sense but he skipped over nintendo he goes to microsoft and he says hey do we think a, a marvel game to rival batman arkham arkham knight arkham city arkham asylum we think a game to, to rival batman would be really really good and and xbox was like no man we're we're focusing on our own ips 2014 is when this took place so Xbox, uh, Microsoft doesn't have nearly the, the, the amount of studios as it has now. They're in sort of a rebuild phase. They almost got shuttered at this point. So they're like, yeah, no, we just put a fire out. So we'll, you know, we'll come to the birthday party later in the afternoon, maybe. You think Microsoft will be asked for other projects Marvel related in the future? I don't, it's possible, but I don't know. If you look at the success they've had on Sony, the sales rates are insane, for Spider-Man and for Miles. And then if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, the question would be, are they going to have to kind of hold off for a while? Do they need to just dial in the for sure thing? Now, Guardians may have bought... um, may have bought us some time, right? It may have bought us some time. So, Guardians of the Galaxy game. It may have bought us some time. 
So your developer is Eidos Montreal, okay? And I'm, I was trying to see who the pub and publishers were Square Enix. If there's one thing I know, it's that it, the Square didn't Square Enix just get rid of Eidos Montreal? They just dropped a bunch of property, did they not? Was one of those pieces of property Eidos Montreal? I thought they got rid of all like North North American properties. They were. It seems like Square Enix is getting ready for a buyout. They're like they're just chopping weight. But Eidos Montreal may have bought us some time. It might have been like, listen, Guardians was good enough that the next Marvel game will be stellar. They could maybe just do a sequel. I don't know. They dropped everything in the West. Who owns Eidos Montreal now then? It would be up to them. It would be up to them. Whoever owns Eidos Montreal is holding the fate of multi-platform Marvel games in their hand. That's what they're doing. Can we get 20 more likes if you're enjoying the topic in the breakdown of Xbox turned down Marvel? There's a poll at the top of the chat. Was this a mistake? 252 votes. 56 have said this was for the better. 44% said it was a mistake. They sold it to Embracer Group. So Embracer Group holds the fate of multi-platform Marvel games in their hands right now, I bet. Because they could procure the next game for Eidos Montreal. They could approach Marvel and say, listen, they did such a good job with this. Let's let them make a sequel. Now, as far as making any more, I I just, I don't know. You would need the sequel to be very, very successful for Marvel to want to jump back in again. I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel's gun shy at this point being like, nah, man, we're good. We're, we're good. Insomniac's killing it. So, uh. We're, we're good. We, we don't need any other Marvel property out there. You know, Guardians was greenlit before Avengers fell on its face and crapped the bed. So, you know, that, that, that continued. Marvel might have just completely pulled back from the table and said, we don't want anything to do with this. You know, a lot of those contracts don't allow you to assign rights to another company. Embracer Group owns a lot of good IPs. I think they do it. They seem to have fully embraced failure. <laughs> they had no studios then and barely had any games, says Doom. Has over 23 studios now and barely any games, says Doom. <laughs> what changed? If you're enjoying the show and you want to support me directly with a membership, that'd be fantastic. For five bucks a month, you get four perks access to our discord a weekly members only ama friday night streams with my wife that are members only and a monthly community game night we have announced tier two now enhances those four perks you get the vip room sometimes i've got game codes to give away they hit the vip room first you get priority during community game nights you can submit games for madam and i to play on friday nights if you want to upgrade to tier two or if you're already at a tier two above please use the madam game vote room in the discord we'll raffle off two spots a week and we'll slowly comb through every game in there so one game a month Make sure it's Steam, Game Pass, or PS Plus, and you will get your game played eventually. But we're going to raffle two spots a week just in the event that, like, you always have a chance to win every week. Makes it a little bit more exciting than us just slowly going through everyone's requests. I think that's a good hybrid. So, consider upgrading today or just becoming a member. Uh, My wife has to play Elden Ring on a Friday night if we can hit 600 members before the end of this month. 
and we're gonna need a lot of members we're about 80 members away so and smash the like button hitting like and subscribe is free it supports me supports the channel and it helps this video out we are discussing xbox turned down marvel we want to know if you think it was a mistake that's also leading us to say listen what's the future of marvel games right now you know marvel avengers really has made it difficult i think for other marvel games to land i really do i think they've made it very very challenging on the 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 marvel game properties going forward uh guardians of the galaxy may have helped put things back in the right direction but at this moment in time if i'm gonna make a prediction i don't know what you guys think you can let me know what you think my prediction is that for the next five or six years you're only gonna see marvel games on sony and that's not a sony fanboy thing that's a pattern thing i think the pattern has set the stage that Marvel's like, we're going to back the winning horse. And Spider-Man and Miles both sold so incredibly well over here. We don't want to we, we don't want to do this again. Whatever this was, Avengers, we, we, we whatever this was, you know, that hurt Guardians, we don't want to do that again. Now you got Marvel Snap, but Marvel Snap is a Hearthstone card deck builder that's landing on PC and mobile. I wouldn't quite count that in in the realm of what I'm talking about. Now, we do have Midnight Suns, okay? Marvel Midnight Suns is apparently announcing a big shift in their design in June. Did you guys see this? Did you see this news? I wonder, I saw Paul, he was like concerned that they're going to move away. Uh, They're going to move away from the they're, they're gonna they're gonna move away from uh paul i'm sorry paul is concerned they're gonna move away from the xcom thing um atlas cz uh hang on a second what is atlas uh, oops is atlas.cz is a popular email service commonly used for personal account creation commercial director of Roblox you're the commercial director of Roblox and you're using Atlas dot uh, CZ we are interested we would like to offer you a cooperation there's no way someone's emailing me from there Atlas dot CZ hack notice is a service that notifies trends terms dictionary I don't know if this is real Yo, let's go. Arch Enigma upgrading, upgrading to a tier two. Holy crap. They moved to an action, straight up action game. Let's go. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm throwing this in radio. We might end up throwing this on that show. Are they? Yeah. Are they actually doing that? Oh, if, if. You're saying if. I was like, what? Yeah, they're doing a big reveal in June about... uh, I'm going to just throw it in radio so I have it. I'm going to just throw it in radio so so I have it. Um, I'm just going to make sure the lead is still prominent there. If Disney was able to offer Marvel-related games in a subscription, they would do it. They don't want to be tarnished by being on Game Pass with Tunic and Shredders. What What is that supposed to mean? What's What's the problem with Tunic and Shredders? Why would that? I wouldn't tarnish your stuff. 
Um. Reply. Uh, is there a way? Is there a way to confirm your validity? I'm just interested in what he says back. Is there a way to confirm your validity? Did I say it free? I said free on their subservice. Tuning is a good game. Hogwarts Legacy just dropped a new tra- pr- trailer. I put it in uh, gaming news. Is it gameplay? Because we might cover it. We could potentially cover that tomorrow. Um... You dropped it in uh, New Games by mistake. You dropped it in New Games 2022. Next Gen Immersion Trailer. Oh, look at that, chat. Adding to my theory. PlayStation just released a Hogwarts trailer talking about the immersion, talking about haptics from the thumbnail. I'm telling you, there is a Sony deal there. There is a Sony deal there with Hogwarts. We said that last week. We speculated that. We did a whole show on that. So not engaging with the question. You decide to get triggered over the price. What do you got? It's still not free, dog. Uh, Game Pass is not free. Why would the most popular media franchise besides Pokemon license rights to a company that has promised all games to be free on their subservice? Yeah, what, what, what Eugene said is a perfectly sensible sentence. A game like Spider-Man will always have a price? No. No. Starting next month, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales will be on PlayStation Plus. Eight bucks a month and you can play both those games along with Zero Dawn, God of War, Death Stranding, and Days Gone. I No, they will not always have a price. That's already changing next month. I mean, yes, it always has a price if you want to own it for like own it own it but no I don't think I don't know if they'll ever yank those properties off PS Plus please don't make Hogwarts exclusive everything else is fine Hogwarts will not be exclusive I argued I argued that it was going to be uh, it was going to get exclusivity that's what I argued it was going to get exclusivity on the PlayStation platform like exclusive stuff Yeah, it, it launched uh, a little bit ago on the PlayStation YouTube channel it launched today it only has 6,000 views so far it's a minute long they're showcasing that your house colors will change the color on your PlayStation 5 controller feel the sensation of flight with haptic feedback feel the force of magic with haptic feedback and hear the magic surrounding you with 3D spatial audio all signs point. All signs point to some form of PlayStation exclusivity with Hogwarts Legacy. I told you they were included in that presentation for a dadgum reason. I told you. They have the marketing rights. They have the marketing rights, which could mean just purely that. They get to debut all the trailers and stuff. I don't know, man. Cosmetics are, are, are coming. If you're just tuning in, Xbox turned down Marvel can you believe it back in 2014 they said no thank you we're talking about whether or not that was a mistake or for the better what says you vote in the poll talk in the chat you have to be a subscriber to talk in my chat but subscribing is totally free 
How is turning down Marvel not a mistake? Well, Tommy, you got to consider when they did it. It was 2014. They probably didn't have a developer to throw at it, and they were in a bad spot. What email did you use to respond to that nonsense with? Just the old, the old say no one. I mean, I literally just said, "How can I verify your validity?" You know what I mean? It's pr- who cares? I didn't, I didn't give many info. If they start spamming me, I'll just report it as spam, and then we'll move on. If Sony is showing interest, then Hogwarts is looking to be a great game. That's actually a good thing. To, that's actually a good insight. Change the password. I didn't click on anything. I replied. There's nothing in the email. It's pure text. I'm not doing that. I'm not. No. It's just somebody from some domain. That domain name's not illegitimate. That domain name is just email headers. There is nothing in the email. There is literally nothing. It's pure text. There's nothing. You can't click on anything in it at all. It says promotion of Roblox. It's just, it's it's fine. Mr. Matty plays has heard that Microsoft was approached to do a Kotor remake, but declined because they were iffy on Asper. So Sony st- stepped in and took the deal. Really, Jiminy freaking Christmas. That's how they get you, bro. I've never seen a single report of of getting a plain text email and you reply to the plain text email and they get your password. I've never seen that. Everything I've seen is you click on a link and they use cookies to get your, your email and your password. I've never seen that reported ever in all of the scams that are out there. Just a plain text email. I love the, my Game Pass library personally. I have played so many good and fun indie games. Occasionally I play a big title if I even find the title interesting. We're all about to get follow requests and DMs from a new Instagram account called Refrogged Gaming. Bet. They can't get anything from a reply except knowing you're alive. Yeah. If you have an iPhone, they can get you through text. Really? You re- just through text. You don't click on anything. You just reply to the email. I feel sad for kids who grew up with Harry Potter. They uh, got a weeb with a wand, and we got Han Solo and Stormtroopers. I mean, generally speaking, I like. I don't know. I saw a report. I I, saw, I didn't see a report. I saw a really really great stand up bit, and. It was essentially saying, essentially what it said was, um, Harry Potter is basically just Star Wars. Everyone's up on not clicking links. All it takes is replying. The iPhone text thing is BS. I watched some Ordinary Gamers video on it. You are fine. The only reply to text they can get you with is charge up to $9.99 for replying to text is confirmation of billing. I, I don't I've not seen any reports on this yo good morning Zubair good morning uh da, 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 da. <clears throat> watch the epic rap battle the same backstory yeah 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 this guy 
does like a whole comedic bit on the fact that like Harry Potter is basically just Star Wars. Magic and the Force are basically the same thing. Well, he talks about how you got this chosen one orphan whose aunt and uncle whose aunt and uncle doesn't want him to get involved. He gets taken in by some bearded guy, and then he the the person that you think he would like automatically have a relationship with, he ends up not having a relationship with, and he, she ends up going for the scruffy sidekick. It was like, oh wow, this is like exactly like Star Wars. <laughs> I need to find out that stand-up bit. Yeah, it was on TikTok. Did you see the Love and Thunder that you uh uh yet you flick too hard? Movie's already a classic. What? Did you see the Thor Love and Thunder trailer yet? You flick too hard? Movie's already classic. What are you talking about? I didn't see the trailer. No, I know I'm gonna see the movie. Their latest... I, I don't need to see any more trailers. I saw one, and I was like, okay, I don't need to see anything else. I don't like watching trailers. They show too much. <clears throat> PS Plus Extra and Premium has indies too, though, so what's good about Game Pass? Phil promised four to five first-party AAA exclusives would be going. Our second show today... Our second show today will be about uh will be about that it's going to be about uh game pass so we're not talking about that right now we are not talking about that right now no marvel movie is any ever gonna be a classic that the their their fodder forgotten when the next one comes out completely disagree i watched through the mcu all the way through every couple of every couple of years and I'm looking forward to rewatching them with my kids. I mean, I if you want to be a, a miserable grouch and not enjoy greatness, then I mean that's your choice, you know? I I don't I I I, I think what you're saying is honestly stupid. <laughs> I don't know. What do you what do you like to watch? Grass grow? Replying to a phishing email is just inviting more attacks and a potential increase in sophistication. It's effectively making yourself as a marking yourself as a ripe target. Don't ever come for Game Pass like that again, chat. I'm trying to decide if it's worth Game Pass Ultimate on my phone, uh, Sony Main though. I mean, it depends. It depends on what you want. There's elements. There's elements of the. There's elements of the game. I think that can that. There's elements of Game Pass. I mean that can land on people differently. You know? It's it's all down to the player. It's all down to the player. There are people that are going to buy PS Plus for very different reasons than me. Very different reasons than me. They're fine entertainment in one year and immediately out the other. Enjoy the movies. Don't pretend they're cinematic art. Well, see, now you're just being silly. No one said they're cinematic art. No, no one here has said that. So I guess argue against a straw man all you want to make... To, to, to reinforce an already poorly made point. They're not in one ear and out the other. It's like a decade long cinematic universe that all intertwines with itself. It's all interconnected. The character arcs, the development, the stories, the, the change in, in, in how the characters behave, the, the character development with interpersonal relationships, inner struggles. I, they're, they're excellent movies that all connect to the next. They're not in one ear and out the other because it's a meta-narrative. It's not like watching one Transformers movie that has no connection to any of the other Transformer movies. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to the new Thor movie. Yeah, I think it's... I've I've seen enough. I saw one trailer. That's all I need to see. 
Marvel movies are focused test pop culture mashups for the lowest common denominator. Okay. It's funny that you're the lowest common denominator of comments in my chat, and yet you want to wax eloquent and intellectual about cinema and movies, and yet you, you're, you're, you're literally bottom of the barrel in my chat. Another straw man. They're the biggest achievement in recent U.S. culture, so I guess I shouldn't be trashing them. I, I didn't mention their I didn't mention their commercial success at all. Interacting with you is like interacting with one of those machines that only spits out certain responses. It's like I, I, I can't I can't I'm not having a conversation. Sorry if you got upset. That wasn't my intention. The the, the classic the classic uh, passive aggressive move by someone losing an argument. Sorry if I got you upset. Do you know how long I've been doing this, right? Like, I know when someone's attempting to be a douchebag, and then when they get called on it, they want to passively, aggressively, like, attack the person. Like, I'm sorry you got upset. Yes, look at me just come unhinged at your ludicrous, stupid, bankrupt statements. I'm just, I'm just losing my grip on reality, man. I'm really having a hard time dealing with your robust intellect and wonderful arguments against the MCU. Whew. I am this is I'm going to have a hard time recovering from this. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think I know the solution though. I think I know the solution and I found it. Don't give any more energy. Yeah, he's just constantly in chat trying to goad people. It's like I, I, it might even I, I, ten bucks, ten bucks. It's the troll. Like comes in, says stupid stuff, tries to get me on a tangent. So then I guess what you can you can screen cap it on your phone and then go tweet it or put it on your YouTube channel that nobody watches. I, I don't know. It's like you're constantly trying to get people wound up and irritated. And then when you get pushback, what's his first thing? What's he run to? Sorry if I upset you. It's like, yeah, I know this playbook, bud. I've been doing this a long time. He's been here for the last few weeks. Yeah, well, he's not here anymore. I, I All day yesterday when I looked at chat, I, that's what I felt like he was doing. He was just trying to irritate people. I typed out like three lines for that guy and I had to delete them. Sorry. Uh, plot twist. It was Jack. <laughs> it was Jack. It was him. It was him. He was in here. Next, he's going to tell me how he can't wait to play the God of War DLC. I blocked someone and they're banned within a week, almost like clockwork. I didn't know that you blocked him. I didn't know that you blocked him. I didn't pay attention to him yesterday because I just felt like, oh, whatever, whatever. Like, it's chat activity, right? It's engagement, right? You come in here and do that again today and then come at me. Okay. Don't you love when school's let out? Oh, yes. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite. He was getting under Abe's skin, and I don't think that's easy to do. He was getting under Abe's skin? Hey, listen, let's celebrate getting that guy out of here by getting some new members or some coffee orders. We haven't had a coffee order or a new member yet. If you're a coffee drinker and you've never had coffee with Bounce Acidity, you should check out our coffee. It's not a sponsor. It's ours. My wife and kiddos ship it to you. You're supporting a a small business when you order that. Uh, And we're trying to get a lot of members to hit a milestone. We don't have gifted members yet. We wanted to hit 600 members on our own without that feature and without that perk. So feel free to click that join button. 
and uh, for five bucks a month you get all those perks. Arch Enigma upgraded to uh, tier two because tier two gets to enhance the four perks you get on the base level one. So, as a broke man, all I got is a like. Hey, a like helps. If you're here, if you're subscribed, if you smash the like button, it helps out the channel immensely. Thanks so much for being here this morning. Somehow, some way, it's creatures' fault. I mean, that's generally how we. Uh, that's generally how I operate here. So, yeah, I would. I would agree with that. We've already got. We've already got some subs this morning. I think five or six new subs. So, welcome on in if you're new. Thanks so much for clicking the button and joining our little community here. Continuing to grow, covering all sorts of things. We're getting people suggested off of a Superman video, a Multiverses video, Spider-Man, Microsoft and Xbox turned down Marvel video. So we are getting some people, if you're coming in from suggestions uh, on YouTube, if they're like recommending my videos to you and you're clicking, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, We do a show like this Monday through Friday. It's a talk show and we pick a topic and we kind of stick with it. We typically do about two topics a day and then we head over to my other channel Reforge Radio for the rundown. The rundown is more designed to be like a rundown of news. So right now we're we're on this topic. We're batting the ball around. When we go over Reforge Radio, it's essentially uh, massive uh, like almost like just like clicking through articles and giving you all the gaming news that I think is at the top of the pile. I gifted some subs on another channel yesterday. It's really clunky. That's not good. That doesn't sound good. <clears throat> when there are so many Marvel mobile games, why would they be so choosy when it comes to console? <clears throat> you Life flows. Get, try to dream up a reason. I you, you know the reason. You just haven't really thought this through. You know exactly why they're choosy with console and why there's so many Marvel Mobile games. The answer, the answer is so obvious that you probably don't think it's an answer. You know what I'm saying? It seems too obvious. It's like, that couldn't possibly be the reason. Oh no, that's the reason. It's because of the money. Like, the mobile games are insanely lucrative and the console games haven't been. You know, like, Marvel's Avengers Lost millions of dollars and a mobile game can make that money back in like a six month period or like a quarter (laughs) you know what I mean they'll be like hey guys we have a new t-shirt for Hulk it's a little bit torn it's uh 99 cents and people are like give it to me give it to me right now and they make a billion dollars so the, the, the mobile games are stupid with respect to how much money they make. And mobile's got such a massive audience, as Creature's pointing out, it's just like, it's a no-brainer to just start dumping property onto mobile. Mm. I don't see him as an Xbox channel, but I do suspect that he's a typical YouTuber who uses clickbait and wild hot takes to draw people in. Who are you talking about? doing meta engagement for Xbox Super Chats. It's the YouTube algorithm move. Who? Joff's awesome. He just has some hot takes like everyone. How do you say his name? Is it Jaffe? Avengers was a mobile game as far as I could see. It did not look or play impressively. I mod for a small streamer. When subs are gifted, they don't auto go to people in chat. People in chat click on the gift bubble to opt in and accept it. Yeah, I think the implementation of it's a little bit odd. No one's complaining about the quality of a $5 mobile game. Well, they're most of them are free. 
Both of them are free. Let's be clear that Xbox is an extremely good spot right now. What? And are setting themselves up very nice for success, for success moving forward. They're locked in. Listen, I look at them and see potential. I don't know where the optimism comes from, Distorted. Like, it's one thing to say, and this is what I've commonly said for Xbox as a platform. Xbox Game Pass, the Xbox Series X as a console. I'm like, listen, there's massive potential here, but that doesn't lead to optimism. Do you see the difference? You you can look at a game, Halo Infinite, for example. They have the base foundation for a great game that game could get into a much better place. That doesn't lead to optimism. That's just merely saying that they've got good pieces and parts here, right? Like when, when, I, when I played the first two hours of V Rising, as an example, played the first two hours of V Rising, super good little content loop. I'm like, I, I told, I, I said to Wheezy, almost ex- my exact words were, I, I think we have a game here. I think this, this is a game, okay? But that doesn't mean that that game doesn't fall apart in the third or the fourth hour. Like, recognizing potential doesn't automatically lead to optimism. So when, when I look at the Xbox ecosystem and Game Pass and the acquisitions that Microsoft has made, news like this, oh, Xbox turned down Marvel? That doesn't, that doesn't cause me any alarms at all. I'm like, there's plenty of potential here. There's plenty of potential, but that doesn't lead to optimism. It doesn't. Let's quote skill up accurately. Game Pass is in a good spot for consumers. I'm far from the only one having this opinion. Even skill up said the exact same thing. Listen, our second show today is about Game Pass. So you're going to have to hold some of that commentary under your hat. I got different people in the industry weighing in on that. And I, I, you're, you're going to be really interested in what some of them have to say. You're going to be really, really interested in what some of them had to say. Because I think without a doubt, without a doubt, um, Gore, oh, oh, he's in that. Okay. Uh, I, I do. I think Microsoft has the potential. That's what I think. They have massive potential to capitalize on this. I had a short hit the short speed just the other day, and I said, the reason that Microsoft bought up these big these big developers is I think they knew eventually they were going to have to start putting their own first-party property on Game Pass. And I think it's a great strategy. It's it's If you're going to come up with a strategy to be competitive in this market... I think they've come up with a really good strategy. But that doesn't mean I'm optimistic about it. It's contingent on so many things. The S will hold them back the entire gen. Not out of 8 gigs of usable RAM. Right, right. We, we, listen, I'm going to get, you guys are just going to continue to think that I'm anti Xbox and I'm not so much of what I'm trying to say is the potential is there. They can do great things, but they need to land all these pieces in order to do it. Starfield needs to be incredible. It really does. Redfall needs to be incredible. Anything coming from Blizzard Activision needs to needs to be amazing for them. 
Now listen, the ROI on the Blizzard Activision, let's consider this for a moment. Let's consider this for a moment. They can literally survive off of Call of Duty property. It, once they own the Call of Duty property and they start to get the get the get the share, I don't even know what kind of a revenue share they're going to get on all that profit when they suddenly own those pieces of property. That's going to be really really good for Microsoft. Extremely good. They're going to be able to say, "Listen, we 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 we, we, we own one of the most lucrative franchises in history and we can leave it on all the other platforms and continue to make tons of money off of it. So, you know, the Microsoft Blizzard Activision deal is, is going to be great for them. It's going to be great for them. Not to mention King, all the mobile games. Yeah, King. They, they're going to own King and all those mobile platform, all those mobile properties. They're, they're going to be in such a great position. Microsoft is not in danger. I don't want anybody to make... I know, I know I'm hard on them, but like, they've made some really smart moves. Five years from now, they're going to be a giant. They're going to have so much money and so much property in the industry. If, the, if this deal goes through, I mean, they've got Call of Duty and Candy Crush. What more do you need to be profitable? Jiminy friggin' Christmas. So... And this is why I don't think you have to worry about Call of Duty ending up on on some kind of a Microsoft exclusivity deal. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to want to absolutely keep raking in the, the, the cash from, from that property and from those games. What exactly did Microsoft turn down in regards to Marvel? So when Xbox turned down Marvel, they were approached in 2014 to start developing exclusive Marvel games for their platform. They turned the deal down and said, we are focusing on our own property right now. That's what they said. Activision joining the union. Activision didn't join a union. One of, we're, we're, we're going to cover this over on Reforge Radio today. One of Activision Studios has a, a successfully unionized re, uh, Raven. We don't know what it's going to turn into. We don't know what that's going to... We don't know exactly what it's going to turn into. Um, so, let me see here. Getting the next show ready. Because we're already at 117. So, 43... So, 11... Yeah, 11.15. will be the next show. Do, 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 do. The next show is about Game Pass. And what it means for the industry and why industry heads are weighing in. I think it's actually really interesting. Right now, we're talking about Xbox turning down Marvel and what that means for the platform. And what you guys think. Was it a mistake? Was it the right call? Many people have been good to point out this was at a time in the life of Microsoft, they were not in a position to take on something as big and as massive as Marvel. They were trying to right the ship. And in so doing, in so doing, they, they, they essentially, they essentially had to say no. They had to decline. They were like, listen, focusing on our own property right now. Now, not only that, not only that, Marvel passed over Nintendo for a similar reason they're like well Nintendo primarily focuses on their own IPs and Microsoft essentially said the same thing when they were offered the chance they were like well we're focusing on our own IPs right now 
This dandy crush has me curious. <laughs> it wasn't the entire studio. Oh, it's just the quality assurance people. Yeah. The Leviathan is going to be an open patrol zone, haunted style. Oh, God. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why you're bringing that up here. We don't cover that. The difference is you don't have to make a game for those old cards. No one is making games and going, man, we need to make sure they run on old Intel integrated graphics. Nintendo worked with Marvel? In in what capacity did Nintendo work with Marvel? Am I missing a Marvel title that hit Switch? On its own? Like, Marvel approached Microsoft and said, how about an Xbox exclusive Marvel game? That's that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about like Marvel Games Landing, Ultimate Alliance 3. Is that only on Switch? Is that a is that a Switch exclusive? Ultimate Alliance 3, that's about it. Oh, it hit Switch only. I had no idea. I did not know that. I feel like I got that game and it was not good. I swear I played that with my kids and it just wasn't a very good game. I swear that was the case. I might be misremembering. Oh no. Yeah, no, we got that game. That game was... I felt like that game was freaking cheeks. That I did not think that was a very good game, personally. Mobile game again? Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like a mobile game. It felt like a mobile game to me. Not not worth playing, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Let me set up the redirect. Guys, make sure you voted in the poll and smashed the like button. Those are two really easy engagement points every day with the content. Thank you so much, everybody who has voted or smashed the like button. Helping out the content in a great, great way. It's a good game. Don't judge it on its looks. No, I'm not judging it on its looks. I remember it being crappy, like not fun. I remember playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with my kids, and I just saw it was a piece of garbage. It just didn't run very well. The combat was kind of lame. There was engagements that were really, that didn't run very well. We got stuck on like Doc Ock or something. And my we were playing with my nephews too. We couldn't figure it out. I don't remember it being a very good game. Yeah, I don't I don't typically judge games on what they look like. That's not that's never been my style. Unless unless the game runs poorly. I will get on a game about performance instantaneously. But I will never judge a game and be like, it looks like crap. I, I won't do that. I play side scrollers, I play 2D games, I play pixel graphics games. I don't, I don't care about any of that nonsense. We got a great little game that went live today. Uh, it's going to hit our Reforged First Look channel. It's called Soda Crisis. Uh, that's going to hit our First Look channel. If you like little quick first looks at games, that's where it's going to hit. Um, we're just going to start kicking gameplay over there instead of here. I think we're just going to start doing talk show, talk show, talk show here. Unless it's a gigantic release or something we feel like is worth playing for an afternoon like V Rising. Gameplay just doesn't fit the vibe here anymore. Spider-Man PS4, PS5 is a success before the studio made the game. It has nothing to do with Marvel. 
That's such a nonsensical statement. Who said who said something about Spider-Man? Marvel games aren't hit or miss because of Marvel. They're hit or miss because of the different developers. That's why I think this was exactly what needed to happen. I don't think Microsoft had the appropriate development bandwidth or the companies to deal with this. I don't think they did. They did not. They they 100% they 100% needed to to give it to Insomniac. That's what I think. I I think Insomniac was the right company uh, to deal with it. In in my mind, in my mind, I I just I I don't see I don't see a way. I don't see a way that anybody else would have done what Insomniac did. Even as great as a job as Square Enix did with Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it just I just think it pales in comparison to what they achieved with Spider-Man and Miles. Guardians is a great game. Spider-Man and Miles are are I in my mind they're another stratosphere. They don't have a good enough studio to make a Marvel game as good as Insomniac. Right, at that time in 2014, yeah, for sure. For sure. I I don't I don't think so. In 2014, they were entertaining selling off their gaming division, weren't they? Somebody brought that up this morning like they were not in a position to take on a Marvel a Marvel property. They were not. Because it's like, what are, what, how are we going to build that game right now? We're, we're, kind, we're kind of in a shambles. I'm even more mad too. Activision, Blizzard, Diablo, Immortal, not able in my country. Oh, really? I don't count Spider-Man in with all the other Marvel games. That's why I said my statement how I did. They're owned exclusively by Sony and handled very differently. PC platform is the least accessible and highest barrier... The average consumer. What? What did? So did Distorted say something about it? About Spider-Man? Not what? Did, I didn't catch. I didn't catch what you say. Marvel is hit or miss when it comes to gaming. Not worth the risk, especially when they have so much going on right now. Oh, that's what you said. Marvel games as a whole, in fact, are hit or miss. Uh. Steve Ballmer's farewell message. To Microsoft shareholders, save Bing and Xbox. Yeah, that was what early 2014. Sony doesn't own Spider-Man games rights. Sony owns Spider-Man movie rights. Even now, Lono, I don't think Microsoft has a developer that could make a decent Marvel game at the level of Spider-Man. I agree with you, and that's not me knocking the platform. That is not me. That is not me knocking the platform. Not at all. No. I think. I think that. I think that they have developers that can do great things, but I don't think that they. I don't think Microsoft has a studio that could have made. That could have made a game as good as Spider Man or Miles Morales. I just don't think so. That's not a slam. I just. You have to have the right people for the right job. Marvel develop Marvel games are hit or miss because the developers are hit or miss. Right, like whoever made Marvel's Avengers, compare Avengers to Spider-Man. It's it's not it's it's not even a comparison. With the devs Microsoft has, you don't think there's one single dev that could make a good Marvel game? No shot. There's someone there that can do it. I the statement was not as good as Spider-Man. Insomniac is just made 
for Marvel games. I just, I don't know. It just fits. Like, play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and then play Spider-Man and you're like, I get it. I get this. This works. This is a great relationship. This is going to be a dynasty of Marvel games. Without question. Without question. In 10 plus years, we will say Insomniac is the dynasty. That That's where Marvel games flourish. You're going to have three Spider-Man games, a Wolverine game, and probably something surprising that we haven't heard about yet. Play Infamous and you'll get it. Right. Thank you, J. Murph. I don't have experience with the Infamous games, but yeah, exactly. That's probably a better argument than the one that I'm making. They just they just fit. That's not like Sony fanboyism. Like Insomniac could be for any pla- any platform. I'm I'm showing that I don't know and I'm not a Sony fanboy because like I, I never even played the Infamous games. I didn't. Need a Punisher or Daredevil game? Do both. Do both. They would both work amazingly for a city, a, 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 a gritty city action adventure game. Because Punisher could be very much like a Max Payne, and then Daredevil could basically borrow. It could be the it could be the cross between Batman and Spider Man. It could be like a hybrid of both. Oh my gosh, they'd be good games. Oh my gosh, playing a game as Daredevil. I wonder how they would make. Did they want the player to feel blind though? Or would his ability to detect things be based on the on his on his lack of sight, not yours? Need a Nightcrawler game? Nightcrawler might not be a big enough name, but a Nightcrawler game could be really, really fun. Has there ever been a Deadpool game? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of throwaway. It, it's not that it's bad, but it isn't particularly good either. It's fine. It's fun. It's actually not a bad game, but it's also not very memorable either. You do a dead if you do a Deadpool game with Ryan Reynolds' voice, it would be a, it would be insane. It would be an absolute smash hit. If you made a, de- a Deadpool game at the caliber of Spider-Man, <laughs> Sucker Punch, the Ghost of Tsushima devs. It was Sucker Punch? Oh, Infamous was Sucker Punch. Oh. Well, yeah, okay, then never mind. Yeah, when I said Insomniac, I pointed to Ratchet and Clank. I was like, I didn't know they made Infamous. Yeah, you got the, you got the developers wrong. Insomniac is Ratchet and Clank. When, when I played Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it made sense to me why Spider-Man was so good. I was like, I just, I get it. It like clicked in my brain. And that's when I was like, they need to make an Into the Spider-Verse game because of all the stuff they did with the rifts and the, and the, and the dimensions and stuff. <laughs> what is Sucker Punch's next project? My theory, a live service Ghost of Tsushima game. That's what I think. I think they're going to call it it'll be it'll be something along the lines of they can't call it Ghost of Tsushima Legends um but it would be something like that. I think what you would do is you would create your own samurai and you would train under Jin. He would teach you the way of the ghost and it would be like open world live service. That's what I think. I know that Ghost of Tsushima Legends is already a thing. That's where most of my theory comes from. I believe Ghost of Tsushima Legends was them testing out live service with multiplayer, with co-op, with loot, with levels of loot. 
Yeah, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to look to Assassin's Creed Infinity to lead the charge. No, not live service. They could call the sequel Survivor. Oh, wait. I don't think the next Ghost of Tsushima will be live service. The next game will be the second Mongol invasion on mainland China. Now, they could just do a straight sequel, Corey, and that would be amazing because Jin would get called to come help, right? And maybe a side piece to the game, they could just continue to make Legends a wonderful experience. And Legends could grow into its own sort of live service environment that's got the co-op and the PvP, and then the Ghost of Tsushima sequel could just be phenomenal. Because if you throw up on a placard Ghost of Tsushima 2 with like a bloody 2 blood spray, people would lose their dadgum minds. They'd be like, this has been one of the this is one of the greatest new IPs in the last five years or whatever. So that I I, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I just think that's that's what's coming. That's just a theory based on patterns that I'm seeing with live action games. I'm sorry, with, with action adventure games going to live service. It's just a total theory based on patterns based on how they did Ikishima. I think Ikishima, adding the island of Ikishima was a test. I think it was a test. Can we build a game world and expand it? Can we build a game world and make it larger? Like, look at the way the map opens up. Look at the way the map added that section, right? And then you could just keep adding to the map around Tsushima. I think, I don't know. There was something there, like my spidey sense was tingling, no pun intended. My spidey sense was tingling. I'm like, there's something going on here. You guys are testing things. Just take my money now for Ghost 2. Yeah. Blood Spatter 2 sounds like a 90s action movie. I was just I was just throwing something out there. They probably wouldn't do that. Their art style's not like that. And then they tested PvP in a horde mode. Yeah, yeah. I there was just a lot going on there that to me it was like th- think of it from this perspective. How many times has something become something larger than the original game because they're testing something out in the background? Fortnite Battle Royale. They were just goofing off with that, and that's my theory. I think they were just goofing off in a testing environment, and they're like, what if we turn this into a Battle Royale? Rocket League. The guys making Unreal Tournament. It was just this thing that they were goofing around and messing around with because they had that one ball game in Unreal Tournament, and then Rocket League is now one of the biggest and most popular free-to-play games you know, uh, out there. And with Tsushima, I feel like Legends was them testing the viability of can we do like an open world live service PvP co-op samurai game? Is that possible? That's what I think Legends was. I think they were testing and as a test product they thought this is good by itself. We've got loot, we've got loot colors, we've got loot rules. All of those signs point to an ongoing live service game, and they throw it out there for people to play. This is all theory. I'm just making this up, but that's what I think. The ending of Tsushima hinted at the next game with the canon ending that Jin spares his uncle and becomes an outlaw of the Empire. I killed him. I gave him an honorable death. I don't know. Is there supposed to... Is the canon ending that he spares him... I killed him. I honored him. I, I thought that would be dishonoring to him to let him live. 
Indiana Jones is going to be Uncharted Tomb Raider game, but no one will care as the franchise hasn't been relevant for years. Oh, I think it'll be a great game. I also gave him the honorable death. The canon is he spares him. I like that that's canon because I think that makes sense for Jin's character, but for me, I wanted to honor him. I was like, it's too beautiful. You must die here. This is where you're meant to die. It was that the setting was too perfect to have him die any other way, you know? That would, I don't know. That was, that was, that was how I approached it. I did the old man a favor and gave him a hot steel injection. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Corey. That doesn't hurt my my theory. If the next game is going to be that Jin is an outlaw of the Empire, that's literally what I'm talking about. There will be people that agree with Jin and follow him and the Way of the Ghost. The next game could literally be called Ghost of Tsushima: Way of the Ghost, and and you you design your own samurai and you go to Jin and you study under him to help the way of the ghost spread because you see it is superior to the way of the samurai so that's I don't know I still think that works I still think Jin on the run as an outlaw works with my theory is like they want to do more with this game than just a sequel but again I could be totally wrong and all the live service testing they were doing and all the data that they acquired Legends just continues on as its own thing. Ghost of Tsushima uh, Internal War or Eternal War because they could just keep adding conflict and areas and stuff that you have to go into and when you go into those areas there's new loot that you can wear and earn better swords, better outfits, better armor your armor could change because you go into new regions and when you kill those guys you find out you know, all their armor is more advanced or whatever or you like their armor, you like the way that it looks or whatever the frick like 100% yeah that, that could be an ongoing way that they could do it Quality is as good as Hellblade. What are we talking about? Sven, do you understand what level Spider-Man is on? Sven, bruh. I'm not talking about the scope and size of the game. I'm talking about the quality of the game. A bunch of samurai with bright green hair wearing hot pants and a leather jacket signed me up. Not that much customization, Zubair. The argument was no Microsoft dev is capable of making a game as good as Spider-Man. Oh, and you're saying Ninja Theory could. Oh. No. Yes. I've changed my answer to yes. If Ninja Theory, it it couldn't be scope and size. It'd have to be something like um, um, I'm try- I can't think of a superhero. I think Ninja Theory is capable of doing it. You, you'd, you'd have to, do, but it couldn't be. It would have to be something. I'm trying to think of what who would be a good dark. Uh, it had to be a dark character. You'd want to be almost like dark, foreboding, melee based Punisher. They could do Punisher. Golly, they could. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'd give Ninja Theory Punisher. They could make an amazing Punisher or Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be incredible because they could do slow mo. They could, you know, max paint it up. You know, not another live service. I'm so tired of this. If they do live service right, Chris, don't be scared of live service. 
you you have you have live service in Diablo 3, Elder Scrolls Online, No Man's Sky. There, there, there are plenty of games out there doing doing good live service. There are plenty of good games out there doing it just fine. Their track record is garbage, bar Hellblade. I don't think that that's accurate. Doesn't Ninja Theory have good games in their Rolodex pre-Hellblade? Because I remember... I remember Excessive Profanity saying that he didn't want to play it because he heard the combat was too basic and that's what they were known for. Live service is still crap. You can't play if the server is down. 9 out of 10, the servers go down. So 9 out of 10 times, the servers are down for Diablo 3, No Man's Sky, and The Elder Scrolls Online, and Path of Exile. What are you talking about? Some of the most successful games right now, Fortnite, Warzone, Valorant, these games, their servers are not down that often. How often do you think servers go down? It seems like live service has a 1 out of 10 rate for good games. I, what are where, where are these horrendous where are the horrendous live service games that you're talking about? Where are they? I see mostly successful and good live service games. I see more good than bad. I don't get the aversion to live service. Where are these just god-awful live service games that are overwhelming the industry with crap I mean maybe on mobile because everything's been battle passed to heckin' back Valorant and Fortnite are different Uh, they're not story driven on a server okay you made it sound as though servers go down all the time Where, where are these games Devil May Cry and Enslaved Babylon, Avengers Anthem so was Babylon's Fall, Avengers, and Anthem, were they bad because they were live service? Was Battlefield bad because it was live service? No! Because what you're what you're saying is ludicrous. Because there were previous Battlefield games that were hailed as great. Live service games. Ongoing content. Maps. Whatever. Like, like comparing Master Chief Collection to Halo Infants, another great example. Master Chief Collection, very successful, highly praised live service game. And then, and then Infinite's terrible. Infinite isn't bad because it's live service. Babylon's Fall, Avengers, and Anthem weren't bad because they're live service. You are creating really, really bad argumentation, and I'm going to show you how. You can't just point to bad games and say, see, live service is bad. They were bad games. That's why they were bad. They weren't bad because they were live service. For, For all intents and purposes... Anthem wasn't bad because of the live service elements. The live service elements were actually fine. It was bad because they didn't create an end game. That has nothing to do with live service. I didn't have to be online to play the campaign of older Battlefield games. But citing Battlefield as proof that live service is bad is a terrible argument given that the most recent Battlefields that have been successful and ongoing you need the servers to be online. You're, you're, I, I think you're creating a, t- like, what is it? Oh, there's a fallacy in there. Dadgummit, I can't sniff it out. There's a fallacy in there somewhere because what you're essentially saying is live service bad and because other game, these games are bad. What, show me a game that's bad because they went to live service and because the servers were going down all the time, which is what your argument was. 
I think you could argue that the game possibly went sour because the devs had too much to focus on live service elements rather than making a good core game. Thoughts? But that's not, again, that isn't live service's fault. That's the devs' management of the project's fault. It's not like, yep, see, live service is terrible. Live service created the term, it'll be fixed later. No, it didn't. No. No. Terrible terrible contracts with publishers and terrible deadlines has created it'll be fixed later they have to launch a minimum viable product you guys are attributing these problems to live service and you're creating a boogeyman it's just not a good way to argue i i think it's i think it's just so brushstroke yeah these games were bad live service is bad okay but what about diablo 3 what about the elder scrolls online what about final fantasy what about the path of exile You've got No Man's Sky, Elder Scrolls Online, Diablo 3, Path of Exile. You got Destiny 2. There, there, there are so many ongoing live service games that are perfectly great and well made and people love them. I don't want to be forced to be online to play a single player game. Well, I understand that aversion 100% Cliff. I don't, I don't take issue with that aversion. And and I would I would tend to agree with you that if they require you to be to you to be online for a single player game, I think that's a problem. Okay, I do. But live service isn't hijacking a single player game and doing that. Live service is creating something else. It's creating something that's not just a single player game. Wasn't all those games bad at launch though? That's what I mean. They were just bad games. They weren't bad because they were live service. Again, it just it feels like a boogeyman. Every time I say this, everyone's like, oh no, not live service. Oh my gosh, live service. And I'm like, what's the matter with live service? With, with some of the most popular, most played, most lucrative, most successful, most beloved titles right now are live service. There's a really, really long list. And pointing to bad games like Battlefield or Anthem or Babylon's Fall proves nothing about live service being bad for gaming. Which live service game launched good? Every game you list listed launched badly? Okay, I can list a ton of single player games that launched badly. Would that prove that single player games are bad? Do you see how fallacious your argumentation is? If a game launches bad, it's that means that 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 single player games are bad. Like Cyberpunk. Yeah, man. Crappy single player games, bro. <laughs> These offline single player games, yeah, they're so freaking trash, man. They're just awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Diablo 3 launched fine. The auction house needed to be removed, but Diablo 3 was a fine game when it launched. Now, it got itself into some crappy waters with the auction house. And it took a long time to get where it is now. Counter-Strike, Lost Ark, Dota 2, PUBG, Apex Legends, Naraka Blade Point, V Rising, Grand Theft Auto, and Team Fortress 2. I don't know what Wallpaper Engine is. It looks like 9 out of the top 10 Steam games right now are all live service. My gosh, man. Live service is so bad for the industry. It's so bad for the industry.
Morning, Lono. I had an award ceremony with the kids this morning. How we get to live service games from Xbox Marvel? We're yeah, we're all over the place this morning. We're all over the place. We talked Xbox turned down Marvel. Was it a mistake? Was it the right choice? Then we got into who could have made a good Marvel game. Then we just got a coffee. No, we didn't get a coffee order. Celebrate dads and grads. Who is this? Oh, the Logitech affiliate team. I love how they're still sending me stuff. Wallpaper Engine is a live wallpaper app for PC. Okay, that's not... Another live service game? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we got on live service games because I said we were talking about Spider-Man and the quality of the game and could Ninja Theory make a good Marvel game and I said they could make a great Punisher game and then somebody brought up Ghost of Tsushima and I said that I felt like Ghost of Tsushima was going to head towards live service and everyone does the oh gosh please not live service thing and I'm like I don't understand why is live service the, 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 the boogeyman in the industry I don't get it I think live service influences the games to come out unfinished and slowly add content that should be there at launch and complete it till 100%. You mean like Witcher 3? You mean like Cyberpunk? You mean like Assassin's Creed Unity? You mean like some of the biggest and most botched single player game launches that we've seen time and time again? What Again, plenty of games that are not live service launch broken, busted, and in need of repair. And no one says, yeah, man, single-player games, bro. Single-player games. They just launched broken. It's more common in live service games. I think the problem is it's part, it's part and parcel to a live service game to have to make adjustments because you don't know what people want until you know what people want. Division 1, working all of its way up to Division 1.8. From like 1.4 to 1.8. Okay? that That's not... you. See, you guys always want to apply malice to it. And that's why I reject the argument. You think that the game companies are like, well, it's live service, so let's just ship crap and fix it later. That, no one is saying that. You need to take that argumentation out of your brain. It just makes you look silly. You end up looking very silly and ignorant when you think that a company is going to sit around and be like, well, it's live service. Let's just ship crap and fix it later. No. No one's doing that. No one is is with their responsibility to the publisher, the demand for greatness, the demand for excellence, the demand for commercial success in order to make ends meet. They're not like, well, it's live service. Let's just ship crap. That's not a thing. No, like Division 1, Destiny 1, Destiny 2, Division 2, Anthem, none of these games shipped under that moniker. None of these games shipped in in a bad state or in a state of like, we need to polish some of this. They weren't like, well, it's live service. That's what we're allowed to do that. That's not a thing. That's how it is for many live service games. Yes, and attributing malice to it is a giant mistake. 
If you think development companies are sitting around in their planning meetings and their strategy meetings and they're scoping out games and they're like, well, it's a live service game, so we can ship it and fix all this later. That No one's saying that. That's, that's insanity. EA does that. The rest do not. Battlefield 2042 ship broken. What do you mean? Oh my gosh. Track with the argument very closely. A game shipping broken and getting fixed later isn't part of the plan. They're not like, well, we're live service so we can do this. Games ship broken and have to be fixed later because of deadlines, mismanaged projects. They have to ship or the publisher is going to get really angry. They, They have no choice. It's not because they all sat around and said, well, it's live service so we can ship a broken game. Well, what was Cyberpunk's excuse then? Do you see what I'm saying? It's not indicative of an inherent, malicious, sinister plot to, well, if it's live service, we can launch it crappy and fix it later. Because so many games do that. It's, it, that's what I mean. You're just creating a boogeyman, and then you're going to blame that boogeyman. And it's like, that's not why these games are shipping like this. Look at all the research into what happened in Anthem. Did Anthem have a bad launch and a bad game and zero end game because, well, it's live service. We'll fix it later. No, it was mismanaged and you had absolute, complete malpractice of leadership. They just completely failed to, to drive the ship and, and, have, and have good vision transfer and direction. Yo, Gamer Plays hitting a two-month milestone. Thank you for renewing your membership. Mainly a worker lurker. Wish I could participate in more discussions. Appreciate the fantastic content you provide. Much love. Live service encourages the launching of the game with little content. Okay. I I, I find your the argumentation against live service to be intellectually lanking, la- intellectually lacking and not compelling. It's not compelling. It just isn't compelling. It wasn't their plan to drip feed you the content for years to come. That's what live service is. Yeah, again, you're you're assigning malice to it. You're assigning malice to it. They plan to drip feed the content for you to you for years to come. I heard the same thing from people who always bashed Destiny for that. It wasn't Greedy Publisher's idea to sell you a full price game with little content and then drip feed it to you. See? All that malice. All that malice. I'm not compelled. I find it to be I find it to be this cloak and dagger boogeyman argumentation. I'm not compelled. I don't think publishers are like, I tell you what we do. Ship them crap. Ship them thin garbage. And then we'll fix it along the way. And we'll make a ton of money. Yeah? You know what's funny is you're arguing against yourself. You're arguing against yourself. Because you're claiming that publishers and developers are doing this, and that's why we're getting really, really bad games. So then why are they doing it? So it's this big, diabolical, sinister plan to have a bunch of failures. That's what they're doing? I I, I don't understand. You're arguing both things, and they both can't be true. They both can't be true. You, you, you can't look at a game and say, oh, live service is terrible. How, why is it terrible? And you point out all these just d- 
disastrous failed games and and then and then the next breath be like yeah that's all part of the publisher's plan what so the publisher said let's launch a broken piece of crap that gets shredded by review outlets player base dissolves in months that's good for the bottom line are you are you kidding me you you you're arguing for things that both can't be true it's 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 an incoherent argument that all these publishers and developers are like it's live service let's just ship crap it'll be busted broken terrible and and then we won't make any money and we'll be a joke in the industry and it'll be a money pit and we'll fail to make profits that you think that's what they're sitting around doing i think it's part and parcel to doing a live service game is there are things that don't land right like grind loops min maxing player player uh desire what the players want from the game there's all those things that go into it that have to be tweaked and adjusted later and then you're like oh see yep they shipped a broken game it's like what can we argue that live service is bad for the devs more than the player why is it bad for the devs why is it bad for the guys that worked for probably years building the world of AC Valhalla to continue to to continue to milk that 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 map that world and that content for money why is that bad for the developers I I, I don't understand Publishers make their money on pre-orders and hype alone. I guarantee you they don't care if the launch with no content. No, yeah, you're right. Publishers like to make money once and never again, Cliff. Come on. You, you have to see the folly of your argument, bro. That's so, there's so, it's so, it's so folly. There's so much folly in it. So they're like, let's just make all the money on the pre-orders. But they also want to drip feed content to you to make money ongoing. Wait, hang on a minute. So now you're once again saying things that are incoherent. Do they want to make all the money just on pre-orders and then walk away from a crappy game? They don't care if the game's a disaster. But I thought they wanted to milk you for money and drip feed you content long term. Wouldn't that then mean they have a vested interest in the game being successful long term? So a botched launch and a piece of crap product that launches incomplete and broken cannot be part of the business plan because it's contrary to the business plan because part of the business plan is to milk you ongoing for more money and they can't milk you ongoing for more money if they ship a broken piece of crap. But if they only care about pre-orders and they don't care about the piece of crap being shipped, well then they'll ship the piece of crap and make it all in the pre-orders not make any money on the ongoing live service. Your argument is incoherent. People don't like live service games. It's not an issue with the game. It's just them not liking live service game loop. Valhalla isn't bad because of live service or gameplay loop. It's bad because it deviated so far from canon lore. Valhalla is a successful live service game. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm going to become a heroin addict so I can break the addiction and have a great comeback story. It's easier to just be successful without the heroin bit. I don't I don't get the analogy. If done well, I can see live services revenue streams to support the devs and allow them to create the content. My point is 
Things like excessive microtransactions, drip-feeding content, ETC, occurs more in live service games than normal games. It's more common. Hence why people don't like live service games, because... Oh, you ran out of space. What if we never get a Ghost 2 because the new one's live service? Okay, here's the thing, Cliff. You are allowed to be disappointed you didn't get a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima because let's say they do what I say and they go live service. You're allowed to be disappointed in that. I'm not taking issue with that. I was taking issue with the idea that live service is the devil. It's the boogeyman. It makes these devs ship crap products that they can that they can fix over time. And then you said it's this greed. It's this greed of the publishers to milk you ongoing. But then you just said moments ago that they don't care if the game ships crappy because they make all their money on the pre-orders. Which is it? Do they, do they not care if the game ships bad because they make all the money on the pre-orders? Or do they not care if the game ships bad because it's live service and they can fix it later? Or do they not care if the game ships bad because it's ongoing, they can fix it later, and then they can milk you for ongoing monetization structures? Like, which is it? All these statements are incoherent. They can't all be true. They can't all be true. You cannot like live service because it's always online and you need internet, and if the servers go down, you can't play. That's a perfectly legitimate thing to be like, I don't like that. I'm never going to argue that like, yeah, I love not being able to play a game when the servers are down. 100% agree with that sentimentality. But the sentimentality that like live service is the devil and it's bad for gaming. It's like, no, it's, it's been very good for gaming when done properly. If you do it properly, you end up with games like No Man's Sky, Elder Scrolls Online, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, the Division 2 is kind of fixing itself. Diablo 3, Path of Exile, Fortnite, Warzone, Valorant. You, you end up with all these great... Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. All these massively successful just ongoing games. AC Valhalla. There's so many examples of it being done right and well with flourishing, happy player bases and a constant flow of content. It's not a threat to the industry. It is the industry. That's where things are going. It's not a threat to the industry. This is the industry. This big budget tentpole title for 60 and then nothing ever again. That is becoming the rarity. Why do you think this is so related? Why do you think Sony is so locked in to protect their virtuous cycle? Why? Because of everything I just said. The industry has shifted. You know, it's funny to hear people bash Sony for their stance on the virtuous cycle and PS Plus. Are you going to be the same person that tells me that like live service is a threat to the industry? Then you should be extremely pleased with what Sony is doing. Because what they're doing is anomalous in the industry right now. super rare and that's why they can't throw their games on the subscription service because it's really really freaking hard your budget gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and expectations go up 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 you gotta make all that money back that's why Sony is protecting that so much 
because the industry has shifted to live service. The industry has shifted to ongoing monetization for one simple reason. The old way wasn't working. Razor thin margins. You got to sell so many copies. You got to start your marketing strategy like five years in advance. And then everybody's angry because you showed them something that doesn't even exist five years later. You can't sit and get angry at the conferences and the trailers and the companies and the hype and get mad at all of that and then turn around and not see that live service is a direct result of that broken system that we were in 10 years ago. It was broke. It's so broken. It was like so many games came out that were just not what we were promised and that they were disasters at launch. It has nothing to do with them being live service. It had everything to do with deadlines and, 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 and budgets and, and publishers. <laughs> he wants me he wants me to install an archive on my computer <laughs> I told you I told you I just deleted it I'm out of Rageous Dark Roast the citizens of Maryland are in danger today you should get it soon uh, Zubair we shipped uh, we shipped Sunday should be out today <laughs> Why would Sony invest in Bungie? I doubt it's because they're virtue signaling. It's because of the live service. That's exactly why. Angry Joe has many arguments on this, usually not in favor of the live service model that currently stands. That's fine. I think Joe Vargas is a very prolific creator. I think he's a bright guy. That doesn't mean he's right. I'd love to debate him on that. I'd love to debate any of these YouTubers on this stuff. I think some YouTubers bang on angry gamer drums that's not a slight at joe by the way but i think youtubers do that they bang on angry gamer drums because it gets them it it, it gets cheers from the audience i'm the one sitting here telling people that you should be willing to spend an extra ten dollars for more features in your playstation 5 games i'm the one sitting here telling people that it's good to pay full price for games and not put them on subscription services i'm the one sitting here saying that like live service can be very good for the developers and the consumer if done right all of these things are not commonly said by youtubers why because it's not an angry gamer drum. It's not It's not an angry gamer drum. I get so many people that are like, this guy's crazy. This guy's nuts. Yeah? Wait do you see my second show today if you think I'm nuts. Wait do you see what industry leaders are saying about Game Pass. It all sounds very, very familiar. I'd love for you to interact with Joe again, especially on the live service argument. Yeah, he stopped by my stream once when I was playing Anthem. I got to tell him that he was one of the reasons I got into content creation. It was his review of Destiny that made me want to make videos. His original review of Destiny 1. I like I like Joe. I like Joe Vargas. I like how he handled the, the lies in twenty June of 2020. He did exactly what you're supposed to do. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Industry leaders? Yeah, like CEOs of development companies. You want want to turn your nose up to what the CEO of Devolver Digital has to say. You want to turn your nose up to a former Microsoft executive. You want to turn your nose up to... uh, What's the other guy? Zelnick. 
Who's who's Zelnick? Uh, da, 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 da. Strauss Zelnick, the CEO of GTA's parent company Take Two. You want to ignore the CEO of Take Two, Devolver Digital, and a former Microsoft executive? You go right ahead, Hilly. You go right ahead and plug your ears. Hey, first coffee order of the day. It is two bags of dark roast to K Billy. Let's get another coffee order. We like even. We like even amounts. Let's do two coffee orders. Let's get some members. Where, where are my new members at? We haven't got any new members today. Come on, man. We got to hit these milestones. We got to make my wife play Elden Ring. If you're already a member and you upgrade to tier two, you can use the Madam Game Vote room in the Discord. If you're tier two or higher, go throw a game in there. It just needs to be from Steam, PS Plus, or Game Pass. And my wife and I will play it on a Friday night. Where's our 300 likes? Yeah, can we hit 300 likes? We need to we need to shift gears here to the to the next show. We need eight more likes. Eight more likes. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I tell you what I'm gonna do. If you guys want to debate Game Pass with me, right? You want to debate Game Pass with me? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's the next show. It's the next show on this channel. I'll redirect you momentarily. I'm gonna come back. I'll put a link in chat, and I will redirect you to the next show. Xbox Game Pass criticism is continuing. It is continuing. And a lot of what we've been saying on this channel is 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 getting more and more traction, getting more and more traction out there. So consider becoming a member. It's five bucks a month. If you want to update to the tier two, you get all those extra perks. The four perks you get as a member, access to my Discord. Well, everybody can go into the Discord. You get increased access in the Discord. You get priority during, I'm sorry, I'm jacking this up. As a tier one member for five bucks a month, you get increased access in the Discord, a weekly AMA member stream, a weekly Madam member stream on Friday night, and a monthly game night. Those four things get better at tier two, but everybody gets those four things at tier one. Thank you for renewing, hitting your 15 month milestone NVEG at a tier one. Just wanted to see where I was at support. My daughter says, have a good day. Well, thank you to your daughter. That's very sweet. Um, I appreciate that very, very much. Let me step away and come back to some members and coffee orders. I'm going to hit some ads. We almost never hit ads on the channel. That's why we need members, because most YouTubers have lots of ads throughout their videos. We don't, because it's a live show. All right? I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Let's debate Game Pass when I get back.
<laughs> okay. I shut down the TikTok stream. I don't think long streams over there work. So I think we'll just do the morning stream. And I may I may do ra- I may do radio over there. So morning and afternoon. And just yank out the middle stream. That sounds like the right call to me. Okay. Can't wait to hear why Game Pass is bad. It's not that it's bad. It's that the criticism is mounting. Criticism is mounting. And. And. Um. It's, uh, interesting. I think they're kind of feeling the criticism because they kind of clap back on that Kotaku article. Game Pass in its current form is not viable long term. Mm. More folks voicing, uh, more folks voicing their concern about Game Pass. Let's discuss. What do you think? What's old Jakey boy doing? Oh, he got shot by another paintball. He's hanging out with Shaq, living the dream. Living the dream. Okay. And the pole. Game Pass. Is it sustainable in its current form? Xbox Game Pass wallpaper. Xbox Game Pass. Access main program. Access main. Okay. So we got a picture right there okay Mm -hmm. alright I'm gonna put a link in chat just in case the redirect doesn't work Xbox Game Pass criticism continues to mount from people in the industry. I've got CEOs from companies. I've got people who used to work at Microsoft voicing their concerns. This Xbox Game Pass criticism is sort of mounting. We've been voicing our own. Listen, I don't want anybody to think we're anti-Microsoft or Game Pass here. I want Game Pass to continue to be awesome because I like it. I think it can be good. I think it needs to evolve from where it is, and I'm going to base some of that argumentation off of the quotes that I have right here at the beginning of the stream. I'm going to give you those quotes 
from those people in the industry who are voicing their concerns. As I said, we've got CEOs 